0: to build a high-growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the show. This is uh, the Built to Last podcast, and I am so excited to have my really dear friend Rebecca Satori on today's show. What's up, Rebecca? Hey, hey, happy to be here with you as always. Awesome. I who knows where this conversation is going to go. Rebecca and I go way back. Um, So let's start there. I think it's just, I think it's super cool that you and I know each other so well. Um, So let's start here, Rebecca. How about you introduce yourself, fill everybody in on your backstory. Like how did you even get into entrepreneurship? Like you have got so many years of experience in multiple different industries. I think it's true that you have always had your own business. You have like never actually worked for anybody else ever. Um, So fill us in on the
1: backstory and then tell us about your business today. Will do. Sounds good. So I'm Rebecca Satori. I've been in the coaching industry now for 11 plus years, and I've worked primarily with women entrepreneurs from all different, you know, I don't know, like 12 or 13 different countries at this point. And uh, Megan is right. So I have worked for other people. I started working when I was 10. So that was 35 years ago. If you can do math, you'll find out quickly that I'm 45. (laughs) Um, And so I was babysitting at 10 and then I worked illegally as a hostess at a restaurant and a bus person and a cashier. And then I worked at a car wash, but every single job I've ever had job has been on my terms. And I kind of look back over that and I invite anyone who's listening or watching this to do the same thing, because what you'll start to see is that all of these pieces of the puzzle for every single thing that you have been led to doing, being, experiencing in life are all leading you to exactly where you are right now. So when they say that everything is divinely woven for your highest good, it most certainly is, even when it doesn't feel like it is. So then I went to university and got a degree in psychology, but I was the nerd. I wasn't a a nerd in high school, but I was like the nerd reading, going to the library, getting books like Who Moved My Cheese, The Dance of Anger, Harriet Lerner. I mean, I was reading psychology-based books way back in middle school and high school. Got my degree in psychology, um, worked at a mental institution. Then I did marketing for a mortgage company while I was laying out in my bikini because how else should you work when you're 22 years old? Right. And then, uh, went on to to do nails for a little while because that would be customized around me being a stay at home mom, which was one of the greatest, has been the greatest parts of, of my career to voice 15 and 18 now. And then in 2010, I just had an intuition that would it was time for me to be done I, at the nail salon. At that point, I was only working every other Saturday. And, um, and I was going to a workshop in Florida right, right after that, March of 2010, called Inner Bonding, Breath, Work, and Joy. And the woman putting it on was a holistic psychotherapist. And I had been thinking, well, when my kids are a little older, maybe I'll go back and get a master's or a doctorate in psychology. And so she was putting on an optional, um, you know, how to turn your life purpose into your business presentation. So I participated and I thought, well, heck, this is a lot cheaper than a master's degree. And so I signed up for the program. And then within seven months, I had kicked off my coaching business. I started out as a holistic empowerment coach. <laughs> and um, then that very quickly transformed into uh, me being doing more business coaching. And I was just ahead of the curve, I guess, for all the participants in the program. I was making my money. My business was making money long before a lot of other people were. And I've always just had a natural entrepreneurial type of mindset, I guess, you know, I actually, I sold Pamper Chef for a while there too, at one point before Jacinto was born. <laughs> so it's just been a fun journey. And the, the way my business is as it stands today is I'm actually starting to do a lot more live events, which is really exciting. And I'm just connecting with a, with a lot of really phenomenal people. And um, I do private coaching and I have uh, eight different courses that people can take as home study courses. And then uh, I may do some group coaching in 2022.
0: Amazing. Um, I, I think our backstory and how we met is so cool um, because not a lot of people in this, in the entire coaching industry, whatever field you're in, whatever your expertise is in the coaching, expert, mentorship industry, not many people can say uh, what Rebecca and I can say about our background. Um, Rebecca and I actually met as apprentices for a pretty major coaching company that that's actually been around for about 20, I think like going on 20 years or close to it.
1: Another
0: couple of years, it'll be 20 years, which is also uncommon in our industry. Like not that many people last that long. Like we, we were behind the scenes of one of the OGs and, uh, we were apprentices for about a year together and uh, went to Paris. I think that was both of our first trips to Paris, right? Yes. Yeah, went to Paris together. Rebecca and I have traveled the world together. We've been to Australia. Uh, This is all working for the coaching company we worked for, Australia, Paris. I think we went to Paris like four or five times. We've done Italy, we've done different states and cities in the United States. Am I forgetting any countries? Mexico, we did that on our own though, baby. Oh, we did do Mexico, (laughs) yes, yeah. Uh, So we have like traveled the world together, shared rooms together, worked behind the scenes together. I think total, I don't even know how many events we worked together. That's why we were traveling all over the world. And um, at the end of that apprenticeship, you know, Rebecca and I both had our own businesses. And then we were the only two people who were actually extended a part-time position at that particular company to work on the project that we had worked on for almost a year together. So I think it's pretty rare that Any of us work behind the scenes for a multi-million-dollar coaching company, so we bring a lot of that expertise to the table. Also, getting to to see like the behind the scenes of so many other pe of the clients' businesses, like we literally watched like what worked, what didn't work, who made it, who didn't make it, and why. Like, talk about your psychology degree. I mean, you were able to like really study like everybody had access to the same thing, and maybe that's where we go next. Like. You know, you and I both support people who are growing pretty significantly sized companies and about what, like, I don't know, 2%, 2% of women entrepreneurs ever make seven figures. Um, I think if you're making six figures, you're in like the top 5%. Like, you know, I'm going to put your psychology background to the test here. Like, why why does so few people actually make it And so many don't, even though everybody has access to the same stuff.
1: Well, that's a loaded question with multiple answers. (laughs) Hey, if they just chewed extra gum, you know, had an extra 24 ounces of water a day. No, it's not that simple. But that's what people sell on the internet. Megan and I have seen that, you know, through the whole time and even before probably that we got into the coaching industry where people are out there selling those magic pills that don't work. Um, I like to tell people, you are the magic pill. And so if you're unwilling to do the work that is required, and a lot of people think it's, well, you know, I don't have a degree in marketing, or I don't have a business degree, or I don't have this credential, and that's coming from a place of lack, okay, most of the time. Now, some of the times it is realistic to go, gee, I have a skill here that I need to hone or get better at, and I'm going to go and get um, a different coaching certification or something like that. And that's going to expand on my skill that is a weak skill right now that I want to be better at and be stronger at. But most of the times, and I have done probably close to 5,000 sales calls from, I don't know, maybe 30 different countries over the years. And what I will say this is that what Megan's talking about, it is not exclusive of someone's education, vocation, or location. So I don't want to hear anybody saying, oh, well, I'm in, you know, this country and it's like this here, bull crap. Um, I have watched people excel and build six and seven figure businesses from countries you would never even imagine it would be possible under the most oppression that you've you've ever seen. So it's that we can eliminate those three things right off the bat. It's not a location, vocation or education or um, any of those things what i believe it is is the things that you cannot buy in business you cannot buy resiliency you cannot buy confidence you cannot buy i'm going to pick myself up off the floor again and i will also say that some people are just not cut out for entrepreneurship And they're in love with the, the magic pill that's trying to be sold but they never really take a look at themselves in the mirror and 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 be be radically honest with themselves and that is a huge component to great success is being radically honest with yourself and with other people and women like to play a lot of games with themselves i mean i've seen i've worked with clients who have been at multiple seven figures and they're still like well i don't want to fire this person because you know i feel bad and that is not someone who is going to have a successful sustainable long-term business and so I believe that one of the biggest ingredients, if if I had to pick one answer to this question, it would be personal, spiritual, emotional, and psychological growth and Mm -hmm. development. And that, that you go after that like your house is on fire, like your hair is on fire. The amount of consumption, integration, and practicing in action of becoming a greater version of yourself in every single moment of every single day and taking radical responsibility and being radically honest with yourself about, are you doing the work? Because there's a lot of people that like to whine out there at the end of the day. Um, you know, my newest thing that I've been talking about is ROV. It's radical responsibility, outrageous ownership, and there are no victims, only volunteers. Mm. Mm. Okay. So. This
0: like emotional, spiritual, mental growth, is that something people can do by themselves
1: or (laughs) do they need support? No. And like, I want to take people back for a moment. So I was brought up Catholic. And if we take a look at how this was done in religious institutions, regardless of your perspective about religious institutions right now, this doesn't, it doesn't pertain to that. But when you would go on a journey of asking, what is my life purpose? Usually you were a monk or a nun, right? And you would not ask that kind of question without sacred mentorship. You would not delve into, you know, that's not like God's just going to tap you on the shoulder and be like, yeah, you're going to be a firefighter. You're going to be a teacher. You know, that is a sacred question and people throw it around like it's, not that big of a deal. I mean, look, I took a course, obviously, and a coaching program back in 2010 that was called, you know, how to turn your life purpose into a business. Now, this woman did guide us very well through all of that. But you cannot expect to get sacred answers to questions that you're not coveting and holding with conscience and sacredness in the presence of someone else who has the capabilities to do that and has, by the way, done it themselves. Mm, It is a dangerous thing to go into that realm of sacred questioning without mentorship because it is bigger than you can imagine. You are asking a much bigger question than you you think you are.
0: You know, there's so many different options out there. How do people, and, and look, all of us have hired mentors and coaches or purchased programs, attended events, and... What was being marketed is not what was being delivered, or you know, there's just some misalignment, lack of integrity, and I think that mm-hmm. happens. Not that's not just happening in the coaching industry. We could sit here and bash. What? It happens everywhere. It happens all over the place. How can we kind of flex that um, muscle of discernment to be able to make better decisions about who we're aligning with, what communities we're joining, um, who we're inviting into our world to
1: be mentored by? Okay, well, the first thing is, as I will say is, you might not have expected this answer, but get okay with making the wrong decisions. Mm. Just get okay with it right off the bat, because it's going to happen. Yeah, there's no doubt that it's going to happen. And the other thing is, is you have to honor yourself. So the three words that I operate in life and business by are honesty, integrity and authenticity. So the first place you have to utilize any of those, you know, if you find like your three values, like I have through my own mentorship, um, well, am I being in integrity with myself? So I have seen far too many people hire coaches and say, "Oh, well, you know, she sucks or he sucks, you know, or this isn't going well. Well, why aren't you speaking up? Now you're out of integrity with yourself. i've I've fired coaches before. I've fired. I think in all the years that I've been coaching, receiving coaching, I don't believe in coaching and not having a coach ever, not for a nanosecond. Um, I believe that that's being a hypocrite. Don't go asking money for someone to invest in you when you're not investing in yourself. That's just get out of the industry all all together right now. Um, But be bold enough to walk away from money because that's what business is. Business is probably more about Losing money and learning those lessons than it is about making money and that's what gives you the confidence that's what gives you the resiliency anytime you're in pain. it's to show you how you can grow more into love and so if you're if you're uncomfortable, you know the worst thing you can do as an entrepreneurs is, is get comfortable that then you'll stop growing right away so find people who are going to help you grow. And you know what? Sometimes those might be people that had really crappy programs, have no business being a coach and you walked away from a $5,000 or even a $50,000 investment, but it was one of the greatest learning lessons of your, of your whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. So I know one of the topics that you talk about a lot and you work with your clients on this is about developing your own business ecosystem.
1: Yes. What does that mean? So everything in the entire universe is an ecosystem. You know, we've, we can look to nature. It's like all the, all the ingredients, all the right ingredients that you need to thrive because we operate, whether you want to believe it or not, we operate by the mystical laws of nature. And that, that's a prediction for 2022. We're moving into operating from these mystical laws of nature, which aren't personal. They're not personal. Like you don't see anything in nature getting personal. It's not like, damn, B, get away from me. I'm trying to get you know my pollen over here. Like, get out of my way, right? There's no competition necessarily. Um, there's no of being offended. There's no taking things personally. And so when you look at your, what I call your healthy business ecosystem, 80% of your healthy business ecosystem is gonna be how you speak. And what I mean by that is, how are you speaking to yourself? How are you speaking to others? You cannot expect to go make a seven-figure, multiple seven-figure business if your self-talk is in the toilet. It's never going to happen. And if you're out of integrity with yourself or with anyone else, it's also not going to happen. And so 80% of it is what we have been talking about with this um, being in integrity with yourself and the personal and spiritual and emotional development and working with somebody who has their own emotional intelligence and who has has gone through their own developmental process and is ahead of the game with you. And I'd say there's a lot of people out there who are doing business coaching and they don't have that level of expertise. They don't have the background in psychotherapy or psychology or leadership training or high performance development, any of that stuff. So you really need to find somebody who can do that. Um, The second pillar in the healthy business ecosystem is sales because without sales, your business is dead, dead in the water. And handling sales objections is one of the most difficult things, I think, for people. And it's all you're doing is you're getting to the truth. And the second you realize that all sales is is about getting to the truth, your perspective will change on it and you will have no more problems with thinking you're this slimy salesperson. Because, again, if you're in integrity, how would you possibly walk someone into doing a product or a program with you when it's not a fit? You're getting to the truth about whether it is a fit. That's all you're doing. So you can just get rid of that mindset right now. The third pillar is about system structures and organization and team. So we're looking at automation, delegation, organization. And the way that I work with my clients is we create systems that not only are originated by them, but then given to the employees or the team for revising And then come back to the business owner for the polishing to then be once at some point given to a managerial type person, because ultimately the reason you became an entrepreneur was to live a life of freedom and abundance. And most people find that the longer they grow and the greater success they create, the greater financial abundance that they create, um, they're more chained to the business where they're like, you know, I have all this money in the bank. I want to go on holiday or go traveling and go explore and, you know, have fun. And so, setting up the business ecosystem so it operates when the queen bee isn't home. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. I love this.
0: I love this. So, something that I have watched you do exceptionally well, as long as I've known you, which is circa 2013. So, what is that? Like eight years. You have always designed your business. And also shifted your business over the years in terms of the business model, the systems, the team support on the personal side and on the professional side. You've done that really well to accommodate whatever your lifestyle desires are. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how do you navigate that? Like, how do you navigate shifting your business model or knowing who to bring on on the personal side and or on the business side so that it's in alignment with the way that you want to live your life. Because a lot of people are really afraid to do that, especially, you know, every, every decision that we're making is a risk, like mm-hmm. making no decision is a risk. Hiring a team member is a risk. Um, It's all a risk. And it seems like people become like very risk averse. There's too many entrepreneurs who are risk averse and you have to like really really like taking risks. How do yeah. you navigate that?
1: Yeah, and your risk will be directly related to your amount of money you're bringing in. Too. Exactly. Your courageousness to trust and fly and jump off the bridge the next time and go, or jump off the cliff and hope the bridge appears. Um, well, first of all, I think it's really knowing yourself, right? And being in tune with what it, what is this phase of my life? What is this phase of my life with my children? Um, if you don't have children, then, you know, it's a little bit different. You might not have to shift and change things as often. My whole entire goal when I started this company back in 2010 was to always have it be changing around what my sons need because prior to starting the coaching company i was a stay-at-home mom and i have decided at this point now 10 11 let's see 11 plus years later my children have never not needed me they've needed me differently and so when they were little i would volunteer in the school and then in 2013 i went through an unexpected but very welcome divorce And at that point, I knew, oh, holy crap, you know, I can't be the cook, the tutor, the the, the mom that goes to the gym, the mom that's getting the kids on the school bus and getting the kids off the school bus. And that was when we were in Paris and I had a punch in the gut moment because it was like really real, like when my kid's father was moving out of the house that we were staying in. Um, and making a decision, you know, that's another thing because it's very uncommon for people to stay in their, uh, house like, oh no, are you going to be able to pay the bills? I had other moms at preschool saying, what are you going to do with with the house? I said, I'm going to pay the mortgage (laughs) and, um, you know, and, and making a decision, making a bold decision and, and making it with conviction and and being unwilling to back down not not being un, like not flexible is what i'm saying like it's not like okay i'm gonna do my business like this whether you know the universe is in alignment or not like you are in a co-creative process you are being shown signs all of the time if you heed to them or not or if you pray for them and listen for the answer or not that's a big mistake of course and you'll find out real fast that that isn't gonna fly because again We operate in this universe with the mystical laws of nature. So if you don't know what the mystical laws of nature are and you're not operating with them, then you're going to make your life really difficult. So when this happened in 2013, and I still coach seven-figure clients on this, so anyone can do this. You just take out good old-fashioned piece of notebook paper. I'm a pencil and paper girl, right? You put, um, you're just going to make a chart and you're going to say, who do I need to do what? who can't I be? So if you, and you want to think from a future place. So if you want to be someone who is making $2 million a year, has a passive revenue and takes, I don't know, eight weeks a year to travel and and go where you want, or just to even be home and and do arts and crafts with, with your kids or do fun things or do day trips or whatever. So you have to start with the end in mind, not the end, but the the next part of the journey. So who do you want to be? So I knew that at that point, like what came to me really quickly was I need at least $10,000 a month coming in. I need my personal assistant to be here full time for me. And then that evolved very quickly because I was a single mother with no help, with no family at all. Just me and my children at that age, they were 10 or that time period, they were 10 and seven. And, you know, I couldn't be running to soccer and then running a webinar and all of these things. So I just started making a list and I call this the million dollar exercise. So you can, you can, you can do the same thing. So, or if you can call it the $10 million exercise, depending upon your, your level of revenue. So if you had $10 million in the bank right now, what would you delegate? What else would you delegate that you're not already delegating? And I want you to get so creative. Like, I got to the point where I had delegated everything.
0: I remember. I remember. Had, I, think, <laughs> I, remember.
1: <laughs> I think I had like 10 people working in my home. And I only, I mean, it was like a 2,500 square foot house, right? But I had a personal chef, I had a gardener, I had a lawn care company, I had a pond person, I had a handyman, I had a personal assistant, I had a tutor. I'm trying to think anyone else. So I got to the point where I was just like, what else can I delegate? And this is when this million dollar exercise came in. This is like way back in 2013. That's why I'm saying now it makes more sense to do a $10 million exercise based upon your level of income. But you can't, don't make that spread too far because if you won't believe it otherwise. And so there I was sitting in one day doing this journaling exercise and I'm like, I need a private driver. That's what I need. So I was going to a speaking presentation that I was doing and I was like, this is fantastic. I can have a private driver and it's an hour away and I can like do whatever I want in the car or work or go on social media and do social media engagement and so on and so on. So I want people to really think like that because it helps you think out of the box. And then, you know, sometimes that's the other thing about business. It's not like this. Like sometimes things are... Shrinking down and you need time to step away and think and reevaluate things. I don't think entrepreneurs take enough time to do that where they're really evaluating. Well, you know, I had a hundred thousand dollar launch that flopped big time in 2016. I mean, it was like peeing a hundred grand out the window or down the toilet or whatever. And It was, you know, so my business came to a halt at that point in time. I had an elite client that had decided I'm going to go in a different direction because her business was in the liquor industry and she wanted a more um, coach specific to the liquor industry to get to her next level. I had another client that wanted out of a, a contract, which my contracts are ironclad. And I let her out just because that's, you know, I've only had two people do that in my whole entire 11 year coaching career. But it just it I, I don't want someone in business with me who's working with me that wants to she was going in a different direction, like in corporate. So here's all these people going in different directions. And there I am like, holy crap, my business has just come to a halt. My project that I had been working on with all of these people I hired in my business. Um, it, you know, it just it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. And I went and did sales behind the scenes for another multi, um, you know, seven-figure coach, well-known coach, phenomenal guy in the industry, because it gave me the chance to step back from my business and then see things through a new lens and reevaluate and get back on the phone with people that I had hired and do deconstruction and say, what worked? What didn't work? Why? Why didn't it work? How could we do this differently? Um, And and even just this summer, I mean, look, here we are five years, four or five years later, that was kind of 20, I think that was more like 2016, 2017. That was into 2017 then. So it was four years later. I had, I took a couple of months off this summer just to garden. It's a hobby of mine. And so I re-landscaped the front of my house. And um and I always suggest that you build your business in such a way where you can do that and you have the revenue coming in to be able to step away and do the reflection time if you want. There's no no greater place to especially when you're the coach teaching about the healthy business ecosystem than to get out into the ecosystem, right? Um, and I had a huge revelation about what went wrong, and I have a project in the works that'll be rolling out probably in 2022 that'll remedy that situation and help that project, um, the School of Feminine Fortune, which may be called something different at that time, and and really give it wings the way that it never had the wings the first time around. And so I think the reason why I have been able to restructure my business is because A, I made a decision, but B, I'm very reflective about things. And I don't think, I know you do that very much too, Megan, and we've had multiple conversations about that, but I don't think entrepreneurs really value that as much as as they could and see how impactful it ends up being.
0: Yeah, you know, you and I both work with entrepreneurs and always have. And something that I've noticed with a lot of entrepreneurs is they think that something has just gone like terribly wrong if one thing doesn't work, if like, one team member doesn't work out, if one launch doesn't go well, if one program stops being as effective as it was before, if they realize like, hey, the the, the level of clientele I've been working with the last five years, that's not who I want to continue working with. And it seems like very few entrepreneurs actually are tapping into flexing the true entrepreneurial muscles. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about. I mean, the number of people you and I have both studied as well, like you and I both study entrepreneurs, people have been doing this a lot longer than us. I love studying athletes as well. I don't know if you study athletes, but I love studying athletes. And and the most elite athletes in the world. I'm talking about the greatest of all time in their sport, Michael Jordan, um, Novak Djokovic and men's tennis, Serena Williams and women's tennis. They are not in like rare air form 24-7 every single year. I mean, Tom Brady's another example. Like they lose games, they lose matches, they have losing seasons, they have injuries they have to come back from, they have to, they age. Right. Like you talk about in sports, like as the body ages, you have to adjust over the like you can't play the same way you played in your 20s. Like you can tell that with Serena Williams when she's on the course, she's not playing the way she played in her 20s. She's playing 18 year olds as a 40 year old. She's got to change what she's doing. But why is that, Rebecca? Like, you know, I know you mentioned the word resiliency earlier, but like what you just described. You know, we kind of sometimes we'll hear it called like the roller coaster of entrepreneurship but it's normal. It's normal. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes in the breakdown, that is where the, this sounds so cliche, but it's like the most magnificent breakthrough typically happens on
1: the other side. It's kind of like the law of polarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're getting down into the hummus of the earth, right? You know, yeah. it's like anything out in nature that's breaking down. And I mean, that's why I talk about the healthy business ecosystem because it is never just one thing. You know, it, it, when something doesn't work out, it's never one thing. And we have been conditioned in our world to be like, if I could just find this one thing, this one thing, then blah, 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 blah. And there's, you're back to the magic pill strategy there. Yeah. You really are. Um, so I think it's making it a way of life. Mm. It's making it a way of life. It's like how I operate in my life and these skills and these practices and these tools, where it's you know part of it is probably an, a form of non-judgment. Um, so being in a self-observation mode with no judgment, because that's where people can really take themselves out of the game. If they're gonna, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm look, I'm famous for harsh criticism and judgment of myself for sure. I mean, I'm still that's a work in progress. From thank you to my father growing up for instilling that in me, not. Um, but you know, it, it really is, is like, well, this is a lifestyle. And so people talk about work-life balance or whatever it's, it's life business integration. It's like, when I'm working, I'm playing, when I'm playing, I'm working, when I'm growing, I'm learning when I'm learning, I'm playing. And it's all, it, it, it's all happening all the time because it's who I am and who I've chosen to embody as a, as a woman. So I'm not running around. You know, when I first started my business back in 2010, absolutely, I would say I'm wearing all the hats. Well, there aren't hats anymore. It's just an integrated version of who I've become in the world because of the personal and spiritual and psychological development that I've done, Mm -hmm. um, the self-love work that I've done, all of it. And the other component, so I'd say there's two things, self-observation and um not taking things personally that that I, to me that's the highest level of mastery mm, to exactly. go through the world and never take anything personally yeah and yeah. it's just feedback it's it's all it is is feedback it's like oh okay that's interesting now listen i'm not saying you're never going to get triggered i'm not saying that you're never going to um have something that you know, evokes emotion in you. I mean, we are emotional beings, but the whole purpose of the human experience is one thing. And it's one thing that most people aren't taught. um, And it's relationship. It's relationship. You grow in love, you grow in emotional maturity, all of these things, they cannot happen without relationship from from, from before the moment of conception. It's relationship, right? Like before my children were conceived, I had an idea of them in my mind. I knew I wanted to have children. So before they were even conceived, there was the relationship that I had with them in soul form, if you will. And so just, you know, making it, integrating it and doing your work so well that you just make it a part of who you be. And I think that's what Michael Jordan has done. And, you know, Tim Grover talks about that in his book. I love that book. Yeah. Um, and Serena Williams and all of these other amazing people that they just when you watch them their mastery is because it's it, they have embodied this way of operating and and that's you know why I do talk about the healthy business ecosystem because it's not just it's how you're operating as the business owner usually you're the bottleneck and then it's how the business is operating and how those things integrate together and when you get that into a healthy, thriving way of working, then things will work more easily without your having to push so hard.
0: Yeah, I think this is such a good segue to talk a little bit about our incredible live event we have coming up
1: Yeah, very soon.
0: You wanna share about
1: that? I do, I'm gonna actually pull up some notes here um, because we've been, in the process of just adding some new things here. So to really get, so so this is the other thing I'll say too, is that, and then this is why Megan and I have created this. My observation, again, from us studying people and and from our own, from ourselves. So when I, when we met, I'll tell this story. When we met in Santa Barbara in 2013, in one week I had to sell a VIP coaching package, which I did and find babysitting for my children and then get my butt to Santa Barbara. I did not have any money in the bank. I mean, I did Neither not- Neither did have, I. I, yeah, I know, but we, we were like both, whatever. And so, um, so it was a, so here are the components, right? It was a huge stretch. It was a huge out of your comfort zone. So this is what I mean by saying if life isn't putting you in a place of pressurization to form a new version of you as the diamond, then you have to. And that's what coaching and mentorship is really about. So if you're looking at a thing that you want to do and you're feeling really called and drawn to it. And you're thinking, well, it's going to be impossible to do that. That's what you need to do because you're going to take yourself out of your comfort zone and you're going to grow. I grew so much just by being resilient enough to sell something to cover my expenses for this trip to Santa Barbara. So I rented a a black Mustang convertible and I had never been to California before. And it was a really big deal for me to drive up the coast of California because it was like, you know, something that was on my bucket list, right? One year later, I bought myself outright a brand new black Mustang convertible. And that's when I hired the personal chef to go along with my other other menagerie of people helping out at the house. And how did that happen so fast? Well, because I put myself out of my comfort zone. But the key, and this is what I've realized because I host VIP days here in my home, is the fastest path to transformation is through immersion. And so Megan and I have created this event that is an immersion for you that is going to be on December 1st and 2nd in the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota. It's called the Legacy Mastermind Experience, your seven-figure next level business. It's going to be high level, high caliber, high vibe, and we're going to be covering all kinds of things, especially... And most importantly, mapping out your entire 2022, but you're going to have two full days with both Megan and I, and we may still look at bringing in some guest experts, but we're going to have executive roundtables. It's for high-level entrepreneurs who are really really ready to take it to the next level and take that time, like I mentioned earlier, to just take a step back and have two phenomenal coaches who've been coaching collectively, what, for 25 years at this point, probably? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, who have been behind the scenes of so many different multiple seven figure businesses, not just in the coaching industry, but all across the board, small businesses and entrepreneurs. I mean, I've trained teams of people in architecture, marketing, and all kinds of different um, market sectors. And so this event is going to be all inclusive. I mean, it's, it's for you to have that high level, high caliber, high vibe experience so you can embody that next version of yourself by being in that immersion and having that transformation so that when you walk out of that event, you are just a completely different type of business owner. You're actually the Michael Jordan. You're actually the Serena Williams. You're actually that version of you that has embodied here's how I operate now, and it's effortless, and it's flawless, and then my business is going to operate completely different. You'll know who to hire, who to fire, who to, you know, we're going to go through basically a whole business audit for your company.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'll just add, like, what it is not is coming and listening to two people talk while you sit and take notes in a really passive way. Um, I think that so many live event experiences have been that. Um, I get asked that question all the time when I do anything live, and it's like, am, are we actually going to implement anything? Are we actually going to have exceptionally high level, high caliber conversations? And the answer is yes. And I believe, I also believe so much in what I call this is like from my teaching days, days but I call it social learning. I think oftentimes we learn more from the other participants in the room because of our interaction and our ability to share resources, to share stories. We almost learn more from the other participants in the room than we do the people standing at the front of the room, teaching, guiding, or facilitating the room. Um, I know I feel that way when I attend events with my mentors and I'm exceptionally picky about who I work with. Obviously I choose people who I believe are are like in the top two, three individuals in their field and industry, but I also choose them because they have an ability to facilitate a room. They have the ability to bring people together They have the ability to very quickly develop love, trust, and respect, not just between like coach client, but also between the other people in the room. And um, I recently had a live event myself uh, a couple of months ago, and some of the most brilliant people in the room, and I don't know why I was shocked by this, but I was, Uh, I I probably should not have been the number of live events I've been a part of and that I've helped run and host over the last... I don't know, like seven, eight years. Uh, It's like over 60 or 70 at this point. But the one thing I heard so many people say is I almost didn't come because I didn't feel like I was going to belong. Mm. And it doesn't matter what level you're at. I think to a degree, a lot of people in their own minds, the stories they're telling themselves they think they don't belong in really high-level, high-caliber rooms, whether it's they're making more money than I'm making, or mm-hmm. I'm not making enough, or these people have been in business longer than me, or, you know, these people are in a different industry than I'm in, and, and they already have this going for them. but almost every single person in that room, from the most successful person in the room to the least successful, we're just gonna talk about like business and numbers and call that being success, which is all relative. Every single person was like questioning, do I actually belong here? And to see people in that first day, recognize you're the one who chooses to belong. You're the one who chooses to belong because there's already a seat at the table with your name on it, it's your job to take the seat and sit in it. And you belong, you don't feel a sense of belonging until you actually let yourself do that. Like, don't wait for somebody else to make you feel welcome. Like you've got to welcome yourself to the table. Yeah. So I think that it's so important. Yes. Rebecca, both, both Rebecca and I are like very, very focused on people need to walk out with tangible assets, knowing what the game plan is going to be having the most ultimate level of clarity, uh, knowing what moves they're going to make, knowing what levers to pull. I think that's something you and I are both exceptionally skilled at, is being able to zoom out and look at someone's business and literally we know what, exactly what button to press. Go press this button right here, shift this lever 2% and it's gonna make you a million dollars if you just go do it, right? Like you're the one that has to go implement. So, yeah, we're going to do that. And again, I think what people don't realize they they have been lacking or missing so much is connecting with other highly ambitious people, connecting with other exceptionally big thinkers. You may hear one person say something or ask you a question in the room. That's that's like you got everything you needed right there with that one statement someone heard. That's usually how it works. Um. Tell everybody how to, where to go, who to get in touch with, how do they claim yeah, their absolutely. spot? How many people
1: are coming? It's open to 20 entrepreneurs. If you have a business team member, we have a discounted uh, opportunity for you, and they can just go ahead and email me directly at Rebecca at RebeccaSatori.com. And I can provide all of the preliminary details. And um, the thing I'll say also about the belonging because as an adopted person that's been a wound that I've had for a long long time and I one day will I have a book partially written but it will be called I Belong to Me. And I think that's the key is that you have to choose to belong to yourself as well. Um, you know, you get out of betrayal, rejection and abandonment really quickly when you don't abandon betray or reject yourself. But what I've told people for years and it's interesting that this is something that people carry with them throughout varying degrees of success it's because you continue to compare your behind the scenes with everyone else's front door so it's like their house might be a wreck like there might be piles of laundry but you're looking at the beautiful home and garden front door beautiful wreath the little topiary plants and all that while you're living in and sitting on top of your big pile of laundry. So that's why you feel like you don't belong. But everyone still has the same mess behind their businesses. Megan and I can both attest to that. You know, even up to like 10 million in revenue a year. Some of the messiest stuff behind the scenes, some of the biggest things that need to get tweaked and and fixed and and fed and nurtured and nourished. And you know, when you're when you were talking about that it made me think like It's like somebody whose garden isn't really that great and they get a master gardener to come over and like instantly they're like, you need potassium, you need this, you need that, you know, water three times a day starting here and then put this, you know, over here. Um, And then all of a sudden you have this beautiful, abundant, thriving garden. I mean, that's basically what you have to have for your business in order to be sustainable, especially going forward into 2022 and beyond because the world at large is changing very quickly by the nanosecond. Yeah, I would say most people's businesses.
0: Once you, you know, let a consultant or a coach come in and see it, most people have a shit show.
1: Yep.
0: Some of and the it can also be.
1: It can also be cleaned up very quickly. Oh yeah. You know when you're willing to take action, and it just becomes so flawless, and it yeah. is thriving. And then you're thriving and you don't feel so weighted down by everything. And then I'd say even within a month or two, with the right little tiny, again, like you said earlier, where people think it's like this big thing or it's this one team member, it's all these little tiny micro tweaks that Megan and I have the ability to see with our meticulous eyes to know exactly what you uniquely need to shift in your business. And just one little tiny little shift can like make all the difference in the world. I mean, I have a client in Canada right now and she like changed who is allowed to do the scheduling for the employees. And it was like, oh, heaven's what opened up. It's like something that simple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to see when you're in it yourself. It's always great to have another eye. Uh, Any parting words of wisdom you want to leave us with?
1: Yeah, email Rebecca at RebeccaSatori.com right now so you can get one of these spots because they're going to go fast. I think I already have like seven people that I've talked to informally that are very, very highly interested. I mean, this is going to be an out of this world like you've never experienced before. At the Ritz-Carlton, your accommodations are paid for, your food is paid for. Um, There are going to be evenings for a networking event, which will be open to the general public as well. So you could potentially meet your next man or woman there <laughs> or your next business client or team member or just or collaborative partner, partner. Yeah. yeah yeah so many yeah. options yeah. anything so yeah there's going to it's it's we're really looking to just lavish you in this legacy experience so that you have that we all have to open ourselves up to receive at such a high level, which is why this event has been created to condition you to this new normal for yourself. And really, um, you know, your business will shift just as a result of your energy shifting because it really is about your money frequency and your money frequency going on into 2022. So this is the opportunity of a lifetime right now. And Megan and I have never come together and done an event like this Ever before, uh, especially not at this high caliber uh, of a venue, and it's 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 going to be business changing and life changing. So you would be silly to miss out on this. And um, you know we'll hop on a quick little call to make sure you're a fit for the live event. But you don't want to miss out because I've got other events I'm doing that I'll be promoting this at, and I expect it to be filled within the next week or two.
0: Amazing! There you heard it. You heard it from Rebecca herself. Get your email in to Rebecca that is in the show notes below. So you can easily find that email address and, uh, we'll see you at our live event, December 2nd and 1st, no, 2nd first and 1st, 1st and 2nd, yes. well, 2021. Now, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will see you there. And, uh, thanks for being on the show today, Rebecca. This is amazing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the built to last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.